Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hootie hoo, this is George, and don't skip this announcement. Don't skip, don't skip, because guess what? I have two huge things to say, and they are going to make a global impact. One is that I, George Severus, co-host of the podcast Radio Lab, am headlining Brooklyn's own Littlefield on July 8th. I'm going to be trying out some new material. That's right. I'm going to be doing stand-up comedy. And if some of it bombs, I'm never going to do it again. So this might be your one chance to hear it. I would love to see some glamour girls there. It would make me feel so happy. And I, I would love for you to buy tickets. The ticket link is in all my bios across the internet. And then the second thing I wanted to say is that we here at the Podcast Radio Lab are doing one of our famous earnestness bonanzas for, that's right, the 4th of July. And we're doing it ironically because we don't celebrate the holiday. So if you want to get your questions in, please email us at stradiolab at gmail.com. You can email us literally any question and we will answer it earnestly. And let's say, try to do that by, oh, I don't know, Tuesday, June 27th. All right. Enjoy the episode. Bye-bye. Podcast starts now. Hi. Hi! Welcome to Stradio Lab. It's so amazing to be back on microphone. It's so amazing to be on Stradio Lab. It's so amazing. You know, we do this weekly, mm-hmm. sometimes twice a week, sometimes daily, sometimes daily. And you know, it's so important to take time to be grateful. Yeah. Um. So few people get to talk into a microphone and release it. To Increasingly, more and more. But yeah, few. If you relatively speaking. There's still less that that do speak than that don't. I think at this point it's about forty <laughs> percent of people who do it on a regular basis. But that is still a minority. Yeah. It's a that is still an oppressed group. A, yeah. As a podcaster, we are vulnerable yeah. to laws yeah. in a way that no one else is. In a way that most people are not. Yeah. Sixty percent of people. Sixty percent of people are not. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, 
am I afraid of the upcoming election? Yeah. Yeah, because it affects it my affects livelihood. My livelihood. If 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 if, if we don't keep Biden in office, podcasting could be abolished. Well, here's the thing, and this is where it gets complicated. Trump is better on podcasting. <laughs> I don't agree with him on the vast majority of other issues, but when it comes to podcasting legislation, there, I, there's just no way around it. Like he is better for the community, and this is where this is where it gets complicated because you're like, I am. First of all, I am an LGBTQ plus American. Let's start there. I am an ally to various other communities. I am a proud progressive. Mm -hmm. I am someone who believes in universal health care. Of course. I am someone who believes in reproductive rights. Mm -hmm. But I'm also a podcaster. And maybe even first. Well, that's the question, isn't it? Yeah. Am I a single issue voter on podcasters' rights? Yeah. And I think these are conversations that people in our community are having behind closed doors all the time. <laughs> and like, yeah, we're opening ourselves up to criticism by talking about it on mic. But then it's like, well, what are you going to do? Half-ass it? Well, and the fact that the fact of the matter is we need to speak up on our podcast in order to bring more awareness to podcasting yeah. and podcasters. But of course, because we have a platform, it's dangerous to even talk. It's like, what if just in the process of us having this conversation, people are learning that Trump is more pro-podcasting <laughs> and then we're literally like m- making people vote the wrong way. Right. Because guess what? I mean, here's the real, here's the real really complicated thing about all of this. Okay. There are more podcasters per capita in blue states. So if we raise awareness about the fact that Trump is more pro-podcasting, we could turn states red. <laughs> And that could have detrimental effects on the nation. It's true. But maybe you know that thing where people are like, why do like Republicans in rural areas vote against their own interests? Ooh. Maybe the podcasters in the blue states will still we'll vote, vote Democrat yeah. and vote against their podcasting interests. I would love that. And you know what? I'll say it publicly. I'm voting for Biden. <laughs> are you? You don't want to talk about it right yeah, now? Yeah, I don't really want to talk politics. You're an undecided voter. I'm undecided. I'm waiting to see what And guess people, what? You know, Undecided voters talk about an oppressed minority. I mean, <laughs> that is like, I mean, podcasters is one thing, but being an undecided voter? I actually, I am actually obsessed with undecided voters. And I don't think we talk about it enough. They are so random Easter. They are the most random. They are like, like, imagine just not caring about anything and just being like, I don't know. Like, it's you know what, actually <laughs> insane to be like, what is going on? Okay, but you know what, though? In some <laughs> ways, they are iconic because it's like, when you are paying attention so much that, let's say you turn on a debate, a presidential debate. Sure. Literally, everyone is just spewing bullshit at one another. Of course. Nothing is... Uh, no, no one is expressing an actual authentic opinion. No one is saying anything that is like, f- in terms of a first order, like discursive. Nothing is discursively true or false. It's just like bullshit both both ways. Mm-hmm. So I actually think it is a normal response to watch that and then be like, yeah, I don't know. I'm coming up blank, y'all. <laughs> I'm coming up blank, y'all. I think um, what it is, maybe what you're pointing to, it what's so powerful about the undecided voter, the randomista, mm-hmm. is how present they are. They exactly. turn on the TV and they say, like, this is all I am intaking is what I am literally seeing. Totally. I'm not thinking about the past or the present. or No, I'm not thinking about the past or the future. I'm only in the present thinking about what I'm watching them say on TV. Right. And so then they're like, well, I don't know. Or they're like, 
it, it, they're actually so smart that they know most of the things being talked about will not affect them directly. Mm. And so they're like, they're like, yeah, I watched those four debates. I still don't know <laughs> if like they're going to charge me extra for guac at, at Chipotle when I go if Biden is elected. Sure, 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 sure. The undecided voter and the podcaster. Right. As communities. Two peas in a pod. And yet so opposite. And yet opposites. Because, because <laughs> thank you for changing your opinion instantly. <laughs> and as I was saying, they're opposites. They're complete opposites because a podcaster's entire job mm -hmm. is to have an opinion and be decided in it. Right. Even if it's something that is so true, so wrong. Like, like I just did. Yeah. <laughs> It's literally just be like, no, I'm making a choice. Yeah, it's yeah. like, okay, we're talking about carrots. I think carrots are good because blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And it's like, that's completely made up. They probably don't actually feel that way, but they had totally. to have something to talk about. And so they had to have an opinion. Yeah. Whereas an undecided voter is actually being like, I'm going to think, I'm going to reflect, and I'm not going to podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. God forbid an undecided voter ever started a podcast. Oh they would God. never land on a single point. They would just be, it would be literally the definition of, what is it called? Um, dialect of dialectical thinking. <laughs> it would be like one point, then counterpoint, then another point, and then counterpoint. Oh my god! I mean, it could be revolutionary. It could be game changing. People could learn a new way to think in a more nuanced way. They would bring nuance to podcasting. Yeah, and and maybe even to electoral politics. <laughs> well, then I actually think, you know, we need to stop lifting up LGBTQ plus voices, and we need to start lifting up U N D E C I D. ED voices. <laughs> Did I spell it right? I thought you were going to do like UV undecided voter, but you decided to just spell undecided whole, whole cloth. I thought that would be sort of a fun mirror. Yeah, yeah. No, it is know? fun. It is fun. But then it got kind of difficult. Um, I'm not good at spelling things out loud. I think you did a really wonderful job. Thank you. I think we will. I actually will need to listen back. Did I nail it? Yeah. Yeah. Our, our, our spelling judge says yes. <laughs> Um, well, I think, you know, so to recap, I am voting for Biden. You're undecided. Uh -huh. And both are valid. And both are valid. Okay. I'm trying to think, like, if an undecided voter hosts a podcast, like, I want to, like, if the topic is carrots. Yeah. And an undecided voter was at the helm of our podcast. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes. Go on. So it would be like, I don't know. It'd be like, okay, this yeah. is me. This is undecided voter. Uh, carrots are weird. Yeah. I'm the, like, I, they could be straight <laughs> but maybe it's gay I, I, what do you guys think okay but here's what here's what i think is, is i think obviously you know whatever we're doing a bit about how undecided voters are smart obviously everyone has to vote democrat okay <laughs> but the thing with undecided voters is not that their minds are so evolved that they can see past everything it's that i think there's some synapses missing where they are processing <laughs> they are processing things like in a more postmodern way where it's like it's like someone will be like oh this candidate is pro universal healthcare this candidate is anti universal healthcare and then the follow up question will be like so what does that mean for my lunch break? Like it's like it's like the synapses are firing wrong. So you like misunderstand fundamentally what a topic is about. So it's like when it's like if the topic is carrot then they'll be like well like a like a carrot you eat <laughs> Wow, we are actually absolutely you know what I mean? destroying undecided voters. Okay, I'm sorry. I no, understand. No, no. I understand uh, that these are. I heard it loud and clear. If you're an undecided voter, you have synapses missing. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, I, and and by the way, you know who else had synapses hitting it sort of in the wrong places? 
every great artist. Wow. Picasso. Yeah. I, I'm not saying it's it's not a bad thing to have a sort of un- non-traditional mind. Picasso famously had synapses Picasso missing. famously had synapses That's missing. That's what problematic is about. That's what problematic is about. <laughs> and yeah, some of the missing synapses resulted in really beautiful art. Some of them resulted in him being an asshole. Yeah. And... Yeah, so that's my point, sort of. I think they are the postmodernists of voters. Like, they're thinking about everything in a very different, out-of-the-box way. Wow. So in a different time, they would maybe be oracles. Exactly. They would be the the oracle from 300 who's sort of like Grimes. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's amazing. I love that. (laughs) Um, Should we bring in our guest? I think we should. Can I tell you something? Yeah. Okay. So we are currently sitting in a studio. Sam is next to me, and Sam has an iced coffee in front of him. And I'm having this vision, this like fantasy of like us being so close that I could just like always take a sip of your coffee. Whoa. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like a very specific thing that's like, it's like when in a movie, two people are like comfortable with one of them being like in the bath and the other one sitting on the toilet. Well, like it's very sharing girls. a cigarette. It's yeah. very girls. Yeah. Where it's like, you th- you're like, oh, it seems so easy. But even though I have all these close friends that I'm so intimate with, I don't think I could ever do that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and uh, honestly, I'm not a great sharer. Totally. And and guess what? <laughs> Neither am I. And if the shoe was on the other foot, I would not want you to be like grabbing my coffee <laughs> and putting it in your slobbery mouth. <laughs> but it is just, it's something to think about. Like it's something to think about. It feels very cinematic to be like, oh yeah, my best friend. We share everything. Yeah. Well, but unfortunately, that's we're fa- not there yet. <laughs> that's a fantasy. Um, okay. I think we should bring in our guest. Um, she is, we realized, has been with the podcast since before the beginning. Since before the beginning. Um, she did one of the lost episodes. When we did, how And there many? are only two. Two? Yeah. She, we did two episodes that were sort of a test run that we didn't release because we just, like, were not there yet conceptually. Through no fault of our guest, by the way. Oh, God, no. Um, well, she could have been a little better. Listen, <laughs> she was not good. And that's why we didn't release it. Quite frankly. Quite frankly. We were actually, fi- talk about firing on all synapses. <laughs> Not a single synapse Not a single missing. synapse missing, how many? <laughs> and so so she did one of our last episodes. Mm-hmm. Then she did an, a, a Zoom episode. Yeah. Then she did a live show, and now she's recording with us live in Midtown in the Red Room. Yeah. And she is the only person ever that can say that in the history of the podcast. Well, we could say it. That is true. So in that way, she is the third best of the people in the room. <laughs> anyway, please welcome Amy Zimmer. Hi, boys. Hi, Aim. You know, I'm so glad there's cameras recording yeah. this dynamic that yeah. we have. How does that make you feel? Yeah, you know, I'm really glad we're bringing it all to the table today because I feel like this kind of fun contention has kind of been a part of us for totally. so long. Totally. Uh-huh, yeah. uh-huh, uh-huh. Do you feel like I was it's... the best part of the Lost <laughs> I was by far the best part. I was riffing on all cylinders. No, it actually, the thing is, that is true. Yeah. Yeah, I will and stand up for myself today. No, and, and that is true. Um, because at the time, I think we had not learned how to be hosts yet. So yeah. in fact, we and were. And just calm and courtesy, 
like manner, right, right, like right. looking me in the eye, yeah. saying, "How are you?" Right. Things like that. You we, were being actively rude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We couldn't. Hot neither room. of us could remember your name. I kept yeah, calling you Kelly. Annie. I, I I remembered Kelly. Kelly. Yeah. 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 yeah I kept yeah. calling you Kelly. And, and we were like pretending like we didn't even invite you in. We kept yeah. sort of being like, "Who is this? And why does she keep talking?" And you wouldn't. I. You didn't notice my blowout. I came with a blowout. Yeah. 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 No, you looked honestly kind of insane. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and you, but you didn't say anything. No, yeah, but I'm well, glad your like, biller has gone down. Since yeah, yeah, then. no, it's fine. I'm ha- and happy pride. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and let me just say something, Kelly. Your face looks really good. Everything Thank is settling you. in really well. Yeah. Oh my god, your Bill, face is firing honestly. all synapses. Yeah, I honestly. While you were talking about the undecided voter, I couldn't help but identify <laughs> with sort of conceptually the person you were talking about. Wow, yeah. what spoke to you about it? Well, no indecision. Guess what? <laughs> Same, but but it's it, it's a vague, and Andy the art. You're an artist. It's an artistic. Thank brain. you. And that it was connected to sort of like a vague prophecy or a totally thing, totally. You know? Well, that it's like you can have an artistic brain just applied to the wrong thing, like. Guess what? It's actually very important that we vote for the right people because then we can move society forward. And do the wrong and, things. Right. Yeah. Exa- well, yes. I mean, took me started, but <laughs> you know, generally speaking, of course, mm-hmm. let's say there is an there is a you know you're voting between someone that is moving the world forward and someone who is moving the world backward. You want to vote for the former, but then if you have an artistic mind, you're like, but what if we remix it? You know what right. I mean? Yeah, like, what if we? Yeah. What if it could be sort of fun to go backwards in like a postmodern kind of way? <laughs> yeah, well, I want to be a part okay. of something big. Exactly, exactly. Well, you know, and when you were talking too, I was also remembering the famous undecided voter from 2016, but forgot his name, and I was in my head said, "Well, look at Ron Glass." <laughs> look at Ron Glass. What is his name? Ted? Ken Bone. Ken Bone. <laughs> I can't and you look at Ron Glass and you say, <laughs> yeah. "He changed history." You know? <laughs> I mean, Ken Ron was, Glass. Ron Glass. Oh, man, I love his early work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you know, you know, you get older and you do pare things down creatively. Ron, but yeah. at the end of the yeah. day, he had the glass. He had the Denver tapes. He had the Denver tapes, and, he, and no one, no election will take that. No away. election will take that away, <laughs> even though it did sway people to the right. Yeah. That year, but I, I'm like actually bringing up Ken Bone is truly frightening. Yeah. Like I'm like talk about straight culture. Talk about straight culture and like yeah. internet meme culture was like I think that was like. Maybe it's peak, but like it's starting to the die. Of hell. Yeah, yeah. And but then the sweater, also, like, didn't the sweater, yeah. the sweater sell out? went viral? All the clothes selling out. Maybe, but that's also the fact was Ken Bone in 2016. Yeah. yeah, right. So like the idea that this guy that everyone, <laughs> this guy that everyone is like, haha, is literally undecided between Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton, and everyone's like, okay, go off, random sleigh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just gently at a microphone, and yeah. people are like, "Whoa, I gotta get that!" They're like, "That's star power right there. <laughs> yeah. That's star power." He's gonna be here a long time, yeah. Ron Glass. <laughs> Ron Glass. Ron Glass. I. It also was this sort of like, and I'm not saying it's um, post-Trump comedy is better by any means, but it's the sort of pre-Trump thing where like it was okay to just make fun of. Like, I feel like even just a few months later, people would be like, "That's not funny. He is complicit." Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, it scroll was like, back, they got a yeah. Ron Glass tweet. They yeah. got a Ron. They, you scroll back, they're like, Ron Glass is actually kind of hot. Yeah. We tweet if you agree. Exactly. You look you're at like, their Instagram, would... they're Ron Glass for Halloween. Ron Glass yeah. for Halloween. And you're like Kelly. <laughs> like Kelly. Kelly. Kelly, stop. Kelly, your cheeks look insane, Kelly, girl. Let it settle. <laughs> let it settle. <laughs> Kelly, let it settle. Give it a month. <laughs> you know what I was thinking would be a fun trend for faces is if um. Speaking of letting it settle, sure. is if there was a trend to have multiple parallel eyebrows, one on top of the other. 
Oh, I love nice. that. Don't you think that's sort I love of fun? That. Yeah. I feel like They're doing that like... with the eyeliner. They're doing that with the eyes. <laughs> you've seen oh, this. You've seen this. You've seen this. You guys heard about this? They're doing it with the eyes. You guys heard about this? You guys seen this? You guys seen this? They're doing a line over the eye. And I say two brows. I say two brows. So I'm, I'm watching the news the other night. You guys hear about this? They're doing another line. <laughs> They're doing it with the eyes. That's how, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Feeling at home. Feeling at home. <laughs> That's the future of media with no monoculture is like a Jay Leno figure doing jokes about makeup trends on TikTok. Mean, you only... hear about this? You see about this on TikTok? They're doing another line. And that's the only future where I'm safe. Yeah, <laughs> literally. Yeah. I mean, talk about remixing. Well, yeah. and I have to say, uh, you know, before this, we started recording, Amy was sort of trying to tell us about topics. And yeah. she was like, well, you know, like girls drinking water. And we were both like, what? Yeah. And you were like, you haven't seen this huge You haven't trend. seen the videos of the girls drinking yeah. stuff? There's we a lot like, of physical violence after I said that. I just want to say to the listeners. Well, that's, but this is my experience with anything I'm learning about recently. It's like, I'll see a headline and it's like, how Mr. Beast became the single most popular man to ever live, including Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Yeah. And I'm like, never heard of it. I'm so glad you put Nazareth in there. Yeah, thank you. Because I was like, wait, is that Jesus Christ of, of Sedona? Of of Sedona? <laughs> wait, I know Jesus Christ, but I think he's West Coast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, it would be really fun if there was a West Coast Jesus Christ in addition oh, to the East Coast. I think oh Jesus God. Christ is fundamentally West Coast. You're right, Long. Well, his vibe is Cali. We can't even go. They should do an Nazareth. East Coast one, then that's more clean cut. Yeah. And it's like preppy and it's like yeah, Abercrombie. Yeah, yeah, like playing rugby. Yeah. Oh, rugby, oh. rugby based oh, rugby Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> rugby Jesus. Talk about a good Halloween costume. That's yeah, that's even better just, than Ken it's Bone. It's so easy. Yeah, it's it's low concept. Everyone it's gets just, it. You're it's wearing rugby a rugby Jesus. shirt and you're just holding your arms and in, in the, and in the like, any uh, question. So who are you? Board shorts. <laughs> who are you? Board shorts. Oh, I'm rugby Jesus. <laughs> Okay. Wait, I just want to say, oh, awesome. I, I'm Kendall Roy. <laughs> I just want to say, and I'm Kendall Bone. Yeah, this is official. That on Halloween, I want listeners to dress as rugby Jesus. If you please, <laughs> listeners, if you're out there, I know you don't know me, but I need you to dress up as rugby Jesus. My name is Kelly. I just, I just got a lot of I'm work done. Five six. I just got a blowout. If you can please notice it, <laughs> so much to me. I swear to God, I really need you. This. Have upwards of five eyebrows. I have, on six, I have upwards of six eyebrows. They're elegant. They're tapered. Some of them are fluffy too. And, and some people are doing it with the eyes. Yeah, and you've heard some this. Some people are doing and it with the eyes. And you've seen this on the news. I want rugby Jesus Christ with sort of stunning eye makeup, like yeah. TikTok, like ha- euphoria eye And how easy is that? To how quote my good friend Ina Garden. To quote my good friend Ina Garden, I think I do think it would be a sleigh if Jesus was like Barbie style, where there were like different styles. Oh my God, that is Why wasn't Jesus idea. in the Barbie movie? Why oh wasn't God. Jesus in, in the Barbie, Barbie movie? movie? I haven't seen it. It hasn't come out yet. But why isn't he in there? <laughs> if we're talking I mean, about world building, has the country gone mad? Matt? Yeah. Where's Jesus? In it's this? a Mattel. It's, it's a Mattel. <laughs> Last time I checked, it's pink. Last time I checked, this is America, which is deeply Catholic. I'm Jewish, but I've heard it's. Yeah, you're Jewish, but you know where you know. I you, know how these things go. Jesus is pink, <laughs> and rugby is God. <laughs> And Barbie is Catholic. And, yeah, and Barbie's Catholic. What do you think Barbie's religion is? I really hope it's Buddhist. You think so? Uh, that's how she's like so that? centered enough. I don't to... think I don't. She's too materialistic. I, no, to be but honest. I think she. I'm feeling like she moves through life with a passivity that is close to enlightenment. <laughs> you know what I mean? All the materialism be- comes to her. She doesn't seek it out. 
The heels yeah. are put on her. The yeah, cars are given. That's very true. That's very you true. You know what wow. I mean? Wow. Yeah. No, you're so right. Her and hair she, is brushed and her she maintains. To accept. She sits under the tree, the Buddhist tree. Right. <laughs> well, she's sort of Sharon Stone in that way. It's like Sharon Stone she's is a Buddhist. deeply Sharon Stone. But Sharon Stone <laughs> also just like is for, all these material goods are forced upon her. Like every and time she's like, she gets what is mail, this? it's like What's something free from Burberry. And she's like, yeah, like nothing. I'll wear it or yeah. whatever. But and and it maybe in the way she practices, you know, acceptance is incredibly privileged or something. Yeah. But I do think Barbie's trying to parse out where we, <laughs> what what is what is meaningful and what is um, the endless wheel of suffering. Wow, I think that's absolutely <laughs> true. I think it is. Did you hear that? <laughs> Are you guys getting this? <laughs> Kelly, <laughs> five six, blow dry bar. <laughs> no one's noticing. <laughs> I got threads. <laughs> oh my god! I do. Th- I really like this uh, sort of concept of Barbie being someone in the midst, at any given time, in the midst of like essentially figuring out the meaning of life. I think the movie, if Jesus isn't in it, I'm praying to God that it's focusing on that. You're praying to Christian God. Christian yeah. God? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. I've already talked to Jewish God about it. <laughs> and honey, it's not and good honey. news. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, that definitely so puts a different spin on Barbie. You know, it's interesting. Everyone is obsessed with Barbie right now because of the movie or whatever. And I'm like, no one's having interesting conversations about Barbie. Like, no, what religion not is like she? This. Like, what <laughs> religion is she? Is she materialistic? What religion do you think she is? I think, I'm, well, unfortunately, I do think she's Christian. Yeah. Actually, Barbara. Whoa. Could be a variety of things. Barbara Streisand Barbara is Jewish. Barbara could be Jewish. It I think could be she true is, she's Jewish, but I it's think she's hard. maybe Jewish. She would be a Buddhist Jew, which is yeah. I'm, you know, close to me. Yeah, very you coded. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Barbie's kind of me coded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think um, I was gonna say she's Episcopalian. You think Pentecostal? So? Well, see, uh, you're she... being very um, optimistic in that, and as am I, by the way, by saying she's Jewish. <laughs> We're both like, well, it's a given that she's progressive, so she's either Episcopalian or Jewish or or like Catholic. This is the big question. But is I, Barbie progressive? Is, exactly. And I think that... Uh, I feel like there's no way around it, folks. Yeah. She is. She yeah. is. Yeah. I almost like wanted to pretend that she wasn't because there she's is... She's not the... She might not be your hero. Right, right. You know? But she's progressive. She's she might have had problems with Bernie. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, and, she definitely you know, hates Bernie bros. Yeah, she hates Bernie bros. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And she also does think you need to get out your ass. Get, get, get out, out your, your ass, ass. <laughs> She does say you have to get out your ass and work. Get out your People ass. I'm Barbie, and I'm asses. telling you I'm to Barbie. get out your ass and vote. And vote. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, yeah, Skipper I think Episcopal, is all right. I could see. Yeah, what? Skipper, Skipper is yeah. fully like a reactionary. Skipper is easily fooled, and Skipper is quite frankly, trying to get a job as, like, the token woman in an alt-right, like, YouTube network. And Skipper's on organ meats. Nothing but organ meats. Red yeah. meat diet. Oh, yeah. no, no, oh, no, no, oh. Totally. She's, she's absolutely... <laughs> I was sort of like, you I was like, 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 I was like... Do you like concept I was like, okay, so she plays the organ and like meets up with other oh, people. I was who like, play the organ. I thought you were like, she oh, does they're that like, too, and it's really problematic. <laughs> I thought you were like, oh, they're from Oregon, from a small farm in Oregon. Yeah. Yeah, we were all sort of wrong on that yeah. one. Yeah, it's, and that's all right. That's, that's all, right. all right. And that's all right. And that's all right. Seriously. And it is, there is a sort of, uh, their friendship is going through a rough period. It was kind of like when all those like Democrat 
rich New York women were like, please write to Ivanka and tell her to stop this. (laughs) That's where a lot of friendships were. Yeah. Yeah. That was crazy. Yeah. That was crazy. Wow. Let's, yeah, let's take a beat for that. Remember Free Melania? Sam, will you sing the national anthem? (laughs) Sam, please. (laughs) And by the national anthem, we do mean sign from above. Yeah. Lady Gaga. yeah. <laughs> when I was young, <laughs> I prayed for lightning. <laughs> That's how we know the pandemic really hurt us. You yeah. Know I mean? You know what the I did l- last night, which is insane actually to say out loud, is I watched Gaga's Five to Two VMA's oh. COVID performance. Oh. Where she's like wearing the mask with oh, Ariana Grande and performing to like fake audience noise. Yeah. I would rather be in the middle of a fire that was burning me alive than do that. <laughs> I was really like, wow. Like the way that that is in the past yeah. is yeah, so firmly, weird. Firmly. Because it's like, I remember this and it feels like watching something from the 50s. Yeah. Like you're like, so they really did this. Yeah. So people were really, they had a laugh tracks <laughs> for <laughs> a know? concert yeah for a concert <laughs> yeah yeah Ooh, i think we're gonna want to do our first segment remember when everyone was whatever no say it just like the politics of like you heard that a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend went to the hamptons during lockdown and then everyone was like we have to get the word out they yeah. went to the hamptons <laughs> kill them kill them now and skipper was out and skipper was out skipper, skipper was, was out. partying yeah yeah, yeah. Yes. oh my god the party like that the, the people that were like sort of like flamboyantly going to parties yeah. and it was like the new counterculture yeah well you know what's crazy also is that our very podcast <laughs> is a, a piece of pandemic culture. 100%. Yeah, it started in it. started 100%. in it, which is just insane. In fact, our last uh, our, our last app, app was like, pre-pandemic. Yeah, very shortly. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Before, like I a month before? Yeah, a month before. Ruh-roh. Let's do our first segment. What if you listen to it and we're like, wait, we all sound so much, so much more intelligent than we do now. Like, we don't even realize oh how God. much the pandemic Talk has ruined. Talk about synapses. It's like, yeah, we like, we think of it as like, it's, oh, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't there yet, blah, blah. We listen to it. We're literally geniuses. Yeah. And now all we can talk about is Lady Gaga sign from above. <laughs> Which is what we did in the last episode. Yeah, I was yeah. Well, we talked about Rain on Me. It had just been released. Yeah, that's yeah. true. We really needed your perspective. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We are both dealing with such different issues in our day-to-day lives. You have a full-time job in Los Angeles. You've had to uproot your home. You've had to, you have to figure out work-life balance. Meanwhile, I am a freelancer in New York City. How do I fit it all in one day? How do I create my own schedule? What am I, some boss lady in a film? You know, it's so hard. You have to be boss and employee. But you know what? We can't keep these things bottled up. You know, we need to let them out. That's right. People all carry around different stressors, both big and small. And when you bottle them up, it can start to affect you negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I'll tell you something. Therapy in the past for me has been just a place where once a week I can tell someone what I'm thinking of in a safe and enclosed space where no one can enter and ask me to send an email because it is my time and it is my time for therapy. And everyone deserves that in all across this great nation. Yeah. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and hey, suited for your schedule. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Stradio today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Stradio. 
Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Amy, the time has come oh for God. our first segment. Yeah. Which is called Straight Shooters. I'm familiar. I'm not even going to disrespect you by explaining to you what it is. I know, listeners, what it is. <laughs> <laughs> and I will start. But should you explain it to the listeners just oh, in listeners? case? Oh, oh I listeners. Actually, Kelly, I do Kelly, it? do you want to do it? Sure. <laughs> Thank you, um, Branson. Um, <laughs> so, listeners, if you're listening, Again, my name Listeners, is if you're listening, great start. Listeners, if you're listening. Are you going to bully me through it on our iHeartRadio podcast? Is that what's happening? Are the are the Goliaths bullying the David here? Uh-huh. Huh. That wasn't in Catholic listeners, Bible with, listeners. with the rugby Jesus. Listeners, if you're listening to me, uh, my name's Kelly, and we're, our first segment is called Straight Shooters. Straight Shooters is where Sam and George make up some little fucking thing. <laughs> They make up some little fucking thing to say to me, and I decide which which one I want to say, and we decide if it's straight culture or not. You've listened before. You know what it's like. You know these two are trouble, <laughs> but that's all I'll say. My name's wow. Kelly. That was really good, Kelly. <laughs> Kelly, that was amazing. Thank you. By the way, did you do something with your hair? No. <laughs> Kelly, one of your eyebrows is falling off. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's Kelly. <laughs> Takes it all lying down. Okay. Kelly sounds kind of like a Barbie figure. My wedding is next month, and I'm like <laughs> really scared of. Oh my god, an introvert bride. That, that's a let's, talk uh, that. let's talk about an that. Let's talk about an introvert bride. Oh my, my whole god. Life. <laughs> well, yeah, Wait. it's always your wedding day. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> there needs to be a movie about an introvert bride. Listeners, I call dibs on that. So if anyone's you could start. Her, Thank you. We get ten percent. <laughs> What you could it? start it, but you can't direct. <laughs> yeah, I can't direct. Obviously, obviously, I'm like, I thought this was a bra. <laughs> Listeners, I was holding up the headphones. You want to do I it for the camera? Was, um, I thought this was a bra. <laughs> That's so Kelly. That's so Kelly. Um, enough. Enough. Okay, Kelly. Okay, Kelly, are you ready to play? <laughs> Let's ride. Let's ride. Okay, Amy Zimmer. Cat in the hat, the cat's pajamas, or puss in boots? Puss in boots. Late capitalism or early admission? Early admission. Being felt up by your bow or being gassed up by your bro? Felt up by your bow. Discovering yourself while studying abroad or uncovering your fiancé committed fraud? Uncovering your fiancé committed fraud. 
the Japanese concept of kintsugi or the Gen Z concept of chugi? Um, <laughs> chugi. Yeah. Hmm. Listening to Sondheim or listening to a song by Heim? Ooh. Ooh, Sondheim. Wow. And finally, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We talked about jokingly forgetting her name, and now we are so confused by the Kelly-Amy dynamic that we are. That's what pandemic did. Kelly. <laughs> being uninformed about Brexit or being uniformed and it's sexy? Hmm. This is a tough one. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough. Being uninformed about Brexit. Yeah. yeah. Wow. At the end of the day. Sure. Being. Whatever happened with that? Well, well now that we know about EU. it, Sam. <laughs> well, Sam, now that you know about it, you Sam, can explain. Sam, why don't you explain? Sam, why don't you explain? So they did it. Yeah, yeah. they're literally leaving right, they the did EU. It. But they're le- they're leaving. They haven't left no, yet. No, it's bad. There have been <laughs> there have been like widespread repercussions. So they left. Yeah. Just, you're being really Kelly right now. You're being so Kelly. <laughs> you're being Kelly right now. And I honestly pray for you. <laughs> Just seems like they were leaving for a long time. And it was sort of like, whatever happened with that? Well, it's like chaos. They've had like three prime ministers in the past year. Hmm. Hello. <laughs> and you know, the latest one, Biden didn't even pronounce his name right. Anyway. Oh, man. How did he say it? How's it supposed to be said? Biden. He said, Biden. He said, I am Joe Biden. He said, I am Joe Biden. And it was kind of like a Kennedy moment when he said, I've been, I've been Berlin or whatever. He said, Oh my God. I'm Biden. <laughs> Yo soy Biden. Yo soy Biden. And that's what he said to the Prime Minister of the UK. Yeah. And then the Prime Minister of the UK was like, We're leaving. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so then, we're, we're going to go ahead with Brexit. And then yeah. Biden was like, Well, have you left yet? <laughs> Or are you still phone. leaving? Where are you? He's outside the club. Where this, are you? My impression of Brexit is them being like, okay, we're going to go. Yeah. It's like, okay, like, then go. Oh, wait, and then that the is EU such a good like, point. Fine. Yeah, it's like, then go. That's and they're like, good, yeah. yeah, we're going to. Because at first, when they said we're going to go, the EU was like, Okay. Mad because at first they were they didn't want them to go. They were like, "What are you talking about? You just got here. We haven't even sang happy birthday yet." Yeah. In yeah. fact, this is literally a surprise party, and like the person hasn't even walked in yet. Yeah. Yeah. You're being actually insane. You came. You had like one pint, and you British, put, and then you're gonna leave immediately. Right. And then the and then they kept being like, "We're gonna go. We're gonna go. We're gonna go." The party's the party's going. The party's going. At this point, it's been like three hours. They're like, yeah, you can leave if you <laughs> yeah. want. Like, yeah. It's like, the, and they keep going around and be like, we are going to leave soon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, That's true. okay. They keep, they're going to Spain. They're going to Italy. They're going to like, you know, I was going to say Maybe Morocco. Germany even? No. <laughs> Germany. Well, yeah. Germany even? Um, so that's our impression of Brexit pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Germany's like, auf Wiedersehen. <laughs> say that. <laughs> Talk about that. <laughs> yeah. But so, then being uniformed, but it's sexy was the other choice. Do you feel like it's more problematic to be uninformed about Brexit or find a man in uniform sexy? More problematic. Yeah. I think, um, I think they're equal. Finding a man in uniform sexy is, is more, more problematic. problematic. Yeah. Interesting. Really? Yeah. Okay. I would say. What about a woman? Oh, no, that's progressive. That's progressive. And yeah. To find a woman in a uniform sexy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Cadet Kelly. Because you. Oh my were... God. <laughs> is that what you were named after? <laughs> <laughs> Loosely based around events in my life. (laughs) That was from when you were in the podcast troops. Yeah, yeah. I had one called 
girls, get your numbers. <laughs> <laughs> you just give each girl guest the number. Yeah, a girl random. would come on. That was your podcast? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, we'd have oh, guests on oh. and talk about kind of dating trouble, and then yeah. I'd give them a number. And then you raise the awareness <laughs> about numbers. 12. 12. You know? That's so 12. That was your catchphrase. 12. 12. <laughs> <laughs> girls, get your numbers. <laughs> Girl, get your numbers on. Mm-hmm. Ooh, exactly. I love that. Do you remember when I did Straight Shooters to you? Do you think the listeners know about that? Not only did you do that, but since you've done that, we now encourage people to do that at live shows. Oh, so. And, yeah. So oh, so <laughs> is there a plaque? Is there a, a Hollywood star walk of fame? Like, is we there should a water rena- bottle I, I guess we should. We can rename the segment Amy, Amy Zimmer, Zimmer presents, presents Straight, Straight Shooters. Shooters. That would be great because I have been directing so much. <laughs> yeah. I, you know. Yeah. You're. Yeah, you're well, good at directing live shows for film. For film, for it, film, it doesn't translate. Yeah, it becomes like this impressionistic, diaristic. <laughs> it's overwrought. It's a overwrought. lot of wide shots. It's like muddying, and there's these flashbacks. Yeah. And, and a lot of dogs. In you it. love nonlinear, li- nonlinear storytelling. Yeah, and I'm always saying it's the feminine narrative, and people are like, it doesn't make sense. Honey. Exactly. You're yeah. like feminist epistemology, and they're yeah. like, yeah, but what is this character, and when were they introduced? Yeah, and I'm like, they remember the war, and they're like, which war? And <laughs> yeah. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> yeah. You're like, it's not about that. It's, it's not, not about, about that. which war. Yeah. It's, it's about, about the war feels. as Kelly's lens for yeah. how her eyebrows should look. Exactly. And the settling. Uh, and how she settles over the course of a three-act structure. Because the war is the war, but the, the war is internal as well. Exactly. Yeah. Kelly oh, knows. I, thank you for having me. I'm so happy. I'll see you guys. <laughs> um, should we get into the topic? Yeah. Wow, Hush came over the room when this happened. When, uh, well, well, do you want to explain why the hush maybe came over the room? Wow. Okay, again, a but hostile tone. <laughs> really hostile. That was um, scolding. There's a really interesting hostility considering how I've carried multiple episodes on my back. <laughs> but um, yeah, outside, you know, we were talking and I brought up a couple different topics. Yeah. And much like the undecided voter, <laughs> I would say I had, I wasn't sure which one to pick. You were right. undecided. You were I was undecided. <laughs> and I think, you know, multiple things could be discussed over the course of this episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I want to lead with the one I didn't come in with, but I think we'll talk about all of them. Yeah. But, you know, for this moment in time, I want to say dairy. You're going to say dairy up top. That's the one we were hoping for. That's the, definitely the one we were hoping for. Yeah. We, we sidebarred. Do, do you find that you are usually swayed by men telling you what to do? <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, I want you to hear the hostility, the violence enacted today, because to have a witness is so important. Yeah, Yeah, Katy Perry taught me that. (laughs) Oh, you listen to Katy Perry, but not Kelly. Kelly, So you respect Katy Perry and not Kelly. Wait, Kelly makes music? (laughs) Kelly Clarkson? No, Kelly doesn't make music. Look, I say dairy. You say dairy. I say dairy, but I did you made the right choice. Yeah, the other topic, if... If it's interesting. Yeah. Do you think yeah. it's interesting? I think it's interesting. Totally. I, I came in and I said Pacific Rim. <laughs> <laughs> and Sam and George, it was, do you know, and, and this is an action movie trope, but do you know when someone's hit by a ballistic missile and in a movie there's just sort of like the, yeah. that was sort of yeah, yeah, yeah. what happened. They went into a state yeah. of shock and paralysis and I thought, okay, <laughs> abandoned Yeah, the Pacific camera got Rim. shaky. Yeah. yeah. And, I tried to do something that made them feel more comfortable, which is dairy. Yeah. Well, for what the record, was it about Pacific Rim that made us? Because it's that, legitimate. That, in it's so many legitimate, ways. of course. It 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 destabilized us. 
Well, I think it was more of like we both, I have seen the film Pacific Rim, but it's been a long time. And so it was sort of like, I don't know what I can bring to this discussion yeah. specifically. Yeah. yeah. And to piggyback off of that, I haven't seen it. Yeah. And I just saw it on a plane. So that was sort of interesting. It yeah. is interesting that you chose to watch it on a plane in 2023. You well, I I didn't have a lot of options, and I also watched West Side Story, but you didn't ask me that. What <laughs> What kind of plane were you on that had very few options, and yet one of them was Pacific Rim? One of the best. One of the best planes there are. How about that? How I about won't comment. That? Yeah, it's interesting that you did. I feel like Pacific Rim and West Side Story are in conversation with one another because they're both choreography based. Yeah, yeah but they in are. different. One is like in a more masculine way, and one is in a more. I yeah. I mean, I really felt the raw masculinity in both films. I have totally. to say. Wow. And I had never seen West Side. I'm not going into West Side Story. Yeah, and you saw the remake or the old one? I saw the remake, the Spielberg. Okay. Yeah. And I had I had never seen West Side Story all the way through. Uh huh. And I had no idea it was like that. Mm-hmm. What did you think it was like? I didn't think the end. I don't want to give anything away. Yeah, you, everyone except me has seen West Side Story. You think it's darker than you expected? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. thought everyone sang, basically. Well, and I thought that meant a happy end. Yeah. Well, you yeah. know, it's interesting. We were very briefly mentioning Sondheim before. And as you know, I, I am discovering Sondheim late in life. I did, too. Did I, you know this? Yeah, okay. I did. And actually, you were one of the people that inspired me to go down that rabbit hole because... Wow. I respect your tastes a lot, despite my behavior during. Yeah, despite today, despite today, thank you. And you, <clears throat> you wrote when he died. You wrote. You had some sort of post that was like, "I'm sorry, I didn't get it until now, but now I do," or something like that. Do you remember this? Yeah, I thought it was like a very moving tribute. Oh my gosh, thank you. And I was like, okay, if Amy can discover Sondheim in her 30s, so can I. Okay. Wow. Wow. Well, I haven't spent any time with him, so sorry. Stop looking at me. <laughs> Everyone's looking at me well, like, Sam. so what, what are you going to say about you it? You know what Sondheim loved? Dairy products. <laughs> Dairy. Couldn't so, get enough. <laughs> he couldn't get enough. He, he would always wake up and say, where's my glass of 2%? So Dairy, is yeah. this what you want to talk about? Yeah. I think we can talk, if you want to dovetail between <laughs> the two, I say I'm open to paradox. I'm open to all things being true. But yeah, I can talk about dairy all day. I'm sort of all in on dairy. I'm like, get over it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're like, to get over dairy. Or to us. To, I need everybody to, to get over it. settle in and yeah. sit down and ask yourself what dairy's really about for oh, you. Oh, that's a good point. You know what I mean? You're wow. coming at it from an anti-dairy standpoint. Well, I have my issues as I think People do right. with it, with the stuff. I think it's absolutely delicious, but I think, I just think it's um, it's usually like a, uh, what's the word I'm trying to say? Where it's like something a lot of people fall back on when they're not great at cooking. You know what I mean? Oh, that's an interesting point. It can be used in an artful way. I'm not saying like dairy is like a, obviously this is a contentious point. People love dairy. They'll fight in the streets. Talk about you know, politics. Of course. Well, also, what but I see what you're dairy. saying. It's like, yeah, put cheese on something. It'll make it it's taste done. better. Yeah, exactly. It's easy. Th- this is very apparent in sort of Midwestern coded like Thanksgiving food where it's like, yeah. oh, a casserole. It's like a green bean casserole. You're like, all right, so we're eating literally cream cheese, cream cheese Which and pre-grated mozzarella cheese. Yeah. I don't have any like miss. I'm not arguing that dairy's not delicious, that it's not game changing, that it's not, and sometimes innovative. I'm just saying why are we why are we holding so tightly onto it as a as a food? Yeah. You know? Yeah. You're saying it should be a treat. 
I guess so. You're saying you can have a little dairy as a treat. You're saying it's overused? I think it's over-relied on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's over-relied on. And it's, mm. it's almost, I do think maybe part of this is we have pushed it to its limits. Where, And yeah. I say this as someone who loves we cheese. There are too many types of cheese. There, there's no reason for there to be such a, not to be against diversity and inclusion, <laughs> but when it comes to dairy, I am. And, you know, we've also used it when you're, you just made that point, uh, Branson. I was <laughs> thinking about how, how you see these TikTok videos and it's a burger with a mac and cheese top and right. there's cheese on top of it. You know, we're using uh-huh. it in a pornographic way it's now. It's gluttonous. Well, yeah. by the way, cheese is inherently insanely sexualized. I mean, Deeply. the way it's made, the yeah. way it's produced. You're milking It's tits? so, it's disgusting. You're telling me you milked tits for these this cheese? <laughs> You're telling me tits made this cheese? Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. That's crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You grow a cucumber on a vine. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you don't milk a tit for a cucumber. I'm not. I'm not. I mean, am I crazy? Yeah, am I crazy or are you milking a tit for this dairy? (laughs) That's what I'm wondering. That's what I'm wondering. That's what I'm wondering. And it hurts almost everybody's stomach, a lot of people's stomachs. And we're milking tits to hurt our stomachs. We're tit after tit. (laughs) We're sitting down by the side of the tit and pulling down. And we want more. Stuff. Yeah, and we want curds and whey. And whey. You're telling me you want curds and curds whey? and whey. Where do you get off? <laughs> Perverts. Yeah, pervert. <laughs> and you want to separate everything? I don't Ugh, know. No, I. Well, the thing is, in the in the gay straight binary that yeah. we work within, I actually do think cheese sometimes does lean queer. Queer because. It's so. Um, I mean, wine and cheese. Gate kept. Yeah. Uh, you know this. Well, you can't appreciate this. You don't have the yeah. like. It's elegant. It's elegant and it's and expensive it's, and it's like pinkies up. It's, it's pinkies, pinkies up. up. It's pinkies. But you up. can't do that without cheese. That's what I'm asking. How do you <laughs> how do you do a charcuterie board pinkies up style without cheese? Jams. Jams. Little toasts. Little, little toasts. We could. I mean, you can try like tinned fish kind of vibes. You could try. Yeah. I also. I hate to say it, love vegan cheeses, but maybe that we have to call that into the question. Well, we do have to call that into the question. We do. Well, and vegan vegan substitutes are like, it would be hack to just be like, are queer. And yet it's true. And yet, and yet it's true. Things are hacked I will because say, they you know, true. I'm yeah. very open to vegan substitutes. I, I do try to watch how much meat and dairy I eat. And yet, I do think the one thing I struggle with is dairy substitutes. I would so much rather have like a veggie burger, an impossible burger. This feels like a hegemonic conversation. You know what I mean? People are always like, I don't, like you you can't find a cheese that works. I'm just sort of like, again, I'll do seitan, I'll do, what's the other one? Um, Tempeh. Like I, 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 I genuinely like all that stuff. I like vegan baked goods. I'll do a vegan like banana bread, whatever. But I'm like, if I can't have normal cheese, Whatever, I'll have something else. You okay. know what I mean? Like that's yeah. and that's I'm sort of that. that's how I feel about milk too. I'm like, if you want me to give up milk, I'll give up milk, but I'm not gonna put literally like melted oatmeal in my coffee. That's sorry. fair enough. And and <laughs> <laughs> sorry. No, I'm Team George on this one. Okay. And, and just to you know, create more tension. Yeah, in the please. Room. I, He's on my side. <laughs> and I want to say before Sam, you absolutely go off. Both of you said dairy's a great topic. <laughs> But, but <laughs> no, no, it is a great topic. It is a great topic. Well, I I sometimes feel like I'm like me ordering like um like coffee with whole milk. 
Yeah. I actually feel like I'm being like, like I'm putting on, I'm like Pete Buttigieg putting on like a deeper voice. Like when I'm like whole milk, I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, but you thought you've had me all figured out. Oh, like, okay. but actually whole milk. Sweetheart. But isn't that in a conversation with like heterosexuality? A hundred percent. That's why it's yeah. a good topic. Yeah. It makes me feel masculine. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's being it's, from a tit? It's what? Well, it's, I mean, <laughs> Because when yes. I'm giving whole milk, I'm literally pulling the tit, <laughs> and I'm getting milk in my coffee. And you do the raw, you As do the Sam that. says, do, are the tits back there? Can I go, can yeah, I go can and I pull, I pull a tit? couple? <laughs> can I go? He goes in a blue bottle, and he says, are there any tits back there? <laughs> are the tits back there? <laughs> can I quickly can go I back and pull the tit? Can I get my hands on a couple? <laughs> Um, so yeah, I'll get whole milk, but do you mind if I just pull the tip yeah. myself? <laughs> it would be so much easier for me. <laughs> I will say I'm not like advocating for some sort of like, everyone has to have like soybean oil instead in their coffee. No, no, no. no. This I isn't about ethics. This is yeah. about... Thank you for saying that. Because I'm not arguing ethics today. <laughs> no. I'm not arguing ethics today. I'm arguing four, two, three, four eyebrows. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So... A lot of dairy in Pacific Rim. <laughs> Do you want to switch to machines no, now? No. <laughs> I want to derail this podcast, blow it up from the inside out. There is a cheesecake scene in Pacific Rim. I'm making it up, but there is a way all this can converge and break you too. I was thinking Before of cheesecake imagery because we were, Sam and I, both together saying the Nikki verse for Monster when it came on the club the other night. Wow. And there's that famous part where she says, Something about cheese. Pockets full of cheesecake. Pockets full of uh-huh. cheesecake, which is so much just cinematic Beautiful. and yeah. Like, yeah. just a gorgeous image. Um, and what couldn't happen without dairy. Couldn't happen without dairy. Couldn't she couldn't be that. like, oh, I had like vegan. That's an amazing, bread. amazing point. If Nikki's MonsterVerse wouldn't exist without dairy, I'm willing to walk out of here saying I was wrong. <laughs> I made a mistake. Yeah. I don't even care if. You notice, say my name right. If you mm-hmm. notice my blowout, you know. What yeah. I, mean? like, I will. I will walk it back. Wow, I do think the the dairy has politics in a weird way. Oh, a hundred intensely, intensely, intensely has politics. a glass of milk at a dinner. That's a speech in itself. <laughs> That's I just won the Republican vote like yeah, by saying that the RNC is shooting their AKs in the air. <laughs> yeah, I mean a glass. <laughs> I, it's do. so conserv. Dairy, generally speaking, is so. Even though cheese, well, here's the thing: each individual dairy product is gay, sort of. It's like yeah. cheese is gay, like yogurt. Yogurt. Oh my god, yeah. yogurt! Can you imagine? It's queer. like the the most queer thing you can have. Yeah. But then dairy as a whole, it's like. Don't take my guns and don't take my dairy. Yeah, yeah. Like, when you see a big Swiss cheese cartoon. Exactly. What are we talking about there? Or it's like having a, a big, I could see like Tulsi Gabbard having a big glass of milk and every being day. like, they want you to have oat milk? Well, yeah. I'm going to, I love waking up every day and having a big glass of whole yeah. milk. Yeah, it's easily politicized in, and it's a weird symbol for like virility. Yes, yes. 100%. But I'm saying it's destroying most people who drink it and the right. people who are like, no, not me. You well, know, that's interesting. I mean, it's very... Uh, you know, Jenny Holzer protect me from what I want because it is mm. a- as is most Republican politics to be perfectly honest. Yeah. <laughs> most Republican politics have a Jenny Holzer quote <laughs> 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 that you can go back to. It's very protect me from what I want. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but yes, I think, and in fact, we have talked about how heterosexuality is self-destructive. It's almost like working towards your own destruction. I mean, annihilation. Annihilation, self, Which self-immolation. Is, yeah. And that's what you're doing with dairy via, you know, farting. Exactly. Via farting. <laughs> via farting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Well, it doesn't do anything bad to me. Really? You, really? Let's talk Nothing. About that. Wait, that's Nothing. shocking to me. Yeah. But what? Like does you can do just eat as much dairy as you want, and it doesn't have any impact on you. Not that I know of. Not well, that you know of. <laughs> I will say, <laughs> Sam. Well, when you not say to as put you much on the dairy spot, as you want, not that... to put you on the spot, but you. <laughs> Here we go. You do openly talk about <laughs> stomach problems. Stomach problems. Constantly being in pain. That's the old me. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the old me. Yeah. This is Ron Glass right now <laughs> saying. Ron Glass is saying. That's the old me. I don't talk about my stomach being upset anymore because my stomach is not upset anymore. Oh. I've got it all How? figured out. How? Wow. I time. Um, you time it? <laughs> you time it. <laughs> That's uh, not how it works. Sam. I'm on more fiber than uh, uh, that'll do uh, it. some towns in uh, Minnesota. I'll <laughs> tell you that much. <laughs> and as I, so, okay. And that's pretty much it. That's the yeah. big secret. What kind of fiber are we talking? Well, I do. <laughs> it's a. It's. It's for gay men. It's, it's, well, I do. I do too. I do. Oh. Um, Benefiber at night. Oh. And then I do pure for men in the morning. Oh my God. Okay. You must be squeaky. Oh my God. It's heaven over here. Incredible. I'm jealous. Wow. Yeah. Same. Yeah. So, okay. It's hard to move on from that. It's hard to. I, I want to say, I just, I mean, I, where am I? I, I want to say, I feel like the fact that there are so many, like, Think of the phrase dairy alternative. It's so baked into our culture right now. The fact that dairy is defined against things that are alternative is why it's so hegemonic and why it's so straight. It's like yeah. dairy is the default. And then if you're like a queer, alt haircut, um, you know, grad student studying the feminist theory of care ethics of Pokemon, then you're like, oh, I'll actually get the alternative. I'll get oat milk. Exactly. It's the line between modernity and post Modernity. It's a hundred percent the line. Dairy between. is on the line. Dairy. Where it's like dairy in the past, no one cared. Yeah. Dairy yeah. now is dairy dairy? Yeah. There's... Am I am I Truman Show dairy? Yeah. Dairy you know is I mean? a floating signifier. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But here's the question, though. Actually, I mean, here's a huge topic. Oh my God. Okay. Machines. M- <laughs> milk as mother to baby. Milk as like. Breastfeeding. Yeah, that's straight. That's pretty straight. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty straight, George. Yeah, I guess. That's pretty straight, it's George. straight, but it's also sort of like, but like, talk about like bionic. Well, it's like well, there's yeah. almost like a, a like a mythology. Exactly, you're being like a Greek goddess. Or something. Yeah. Certainly, certainly. Uh, yeah, certainly. yeah. There's yeah. the the divine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would there's say, the divine. I would say, and like, then there's the divine. I would say <laughs> bottle is straighter than breastfeeding. Bottle. Yeah, I guess bottle. so. Yeah. There's so many factors that contribute into totally breastfeeding that I hadn't taken into account when I brought up this topic, but it does complicate things. Yeah. yeah. I think dairy is like an elastic theme, and it's an elastic topic. It could go. Oh, 100 percent. Like a like a beautiful brie. Yeah, like a beautiful brie. But then there's also. Nacho cheese, you know what I mean? Mm, Which is what totally, I, I'm totally. coming in here saying: nacho, nacho cheese, cheese, jalapeno poppers, yeah, exactly. Like pre-grated cheddar that you put in a quesadilla when you're in Frito Sigma Chi, yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, um, the Bastion beer cheese, beer cheese. Whoa, I should have said beer cheese, beer cheese. Yeah. So you're still undecided on the topic? <laughs> no. Should we switch to beer, to beer cheese? Should <laughs> we start over? <laughs> okay, podcast starts now. We're here with Kelly. Hi, guys. Uh, Hi. So what topic did you bring for us today? Well, my wedding's in a month, and I've been planning what we're all going to have at the reception, and I really thought it was weird how 
there's this thing called beer cheese that my husband, my fiance, <laughs> has been telling me about, and he, um, he's a gamer, and um, professionally, no, no, <laughs> um, but he said we should have beer cheese, babe, at the thing, and I was like, but I don't know what that is, babe, and he was like, you're so stupid. Yeah, he's yeah. always he he. I mean, I don't want to. Obviously, he's it's hard on me. It's, he's it's hard. He's, on he's, me. He's, it, well, I know he believes in you. Yeah. Right. Well, I know it's months from the wedding, and I, of course, wouldn't want to put any doubts in your head. And you guys are coming. Of course. Yeah. What we'll day is it again? Twelfth. It's the twelfth. It's the twelfth. <laughs> right. 12th. Yeah. 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 I sent out the RSVP. So. Yeah. No. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll be, be there. there. Um. Hopefully, we'll, all will go according to plan. And I really hope because I'm doing a big procedure before. You're do performing a surgery right before? No, just a little oh. tune-up. <laughs> oh, you're doing a little tune-up? Are you, you're getting the eyebrows. Yeah, just for my wedding. Yeah. I, I'm sorry to, again, I don't want to, you know, you're engaged. Obviously, you're going to marry him. Yep. But you're made for each is, other, of course. The way he talks to you sometimes He's is. He's joking. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I felt like when he said, I won't marry you unless you undergo the procedure. For the eyebrows. For the eyebrows. Because I am not going to have a wife who is not snatched. Do you guys listen to Pink? Yeah, we like yeah, Pink. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, to answer that, I would just say, so what? I'm still, I'm a, still rock a rock star. star. <laughs> I've got my rock moves. and Don't, don't... you want to be with someone who makes you feel like a rock star? Wow. Kelly. Kelly, so you brought machines to us today. Yeah. So your topic is machines, Kelly? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you did that because you wanted to impress your fiance who loves machines? Yeah. <laughs> I just saw Pacific Rim and it was the coolest shit I've ever seen. He makes you watch it every day. He, I have volunteered to watch it every day after him forcing me to watch it every day. So it's not all. Right. Luck and and I, I can even see the fact that your voice is changing because you want to impress nope. him. Nope. No. Love, you love the Gunthers. You love the Gunthers. The Gunthers. Those are the machines. Yeah. Okay, wait. I actually want to pull back. <laughs> I, I do want to say if we were, have, if you, Amy Zimmer, were to have done Pacific Rim. Let's go back. What sort of were you <laughs> thinking? <laughs> wanting to talk about? <laughs> If we were to have done Pacific Rim as the topic. <laughs> so, in my mind, it's, well, you've seen it. George hasn't. Yeah. I. It's a huge, huge studio action movie. Guillermo del Toro. As Guillermo we, as del Toro, who, who I love. The whole thing is about, um, you know, monsters fighting robots. Uh-huh. And the robots fusing with the consciousness of men, which I felt like was the topic I was interested in oh, discussing. There's oh. a huge component of it where it's like, in order to fight, all the worlds come together, and in order to fight, our consciousness must fuse with the machine, which I feel like is so It's a masculine uh, dream. Yeah, it's like, with to consider merging consciousness, it has yeah, to be yeah, with yeah. a machine. Totally. It yeah. has to be with like, uh, yeah, it has to be with a, a wrench. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. it's not like with a person <laughs> or with an animal or with a flower. You know what I mean? The goal of 
the the straight man is to be machine one day. Well, a hundred percent. I mean, it's like that's why. I mean, there's... Look at us. I mean, look at this. I mean, look at where we I are. I mean, look at us. <laughs> I mean, look, we're part machine. Apple VR. <laughs> Apple VR. Chat GBT. <laughs> Poppy, that pop star. Beer cheese. Beer, Beer cheese. Little well, Michaela. Yeah. Is that so crazy? No, that's like. a great no, no, topic. No, that listeners, is a great topic. Listeners, are you with me? No, that would have been amazing. Um, and I'm glad that we even explored it slightly yeah, because um, I would have I would have not been able to sleep tonight. I wouldn't have either. Knowing honestly. that there, we could have talked about Pacific Rim and not knowing what it would have been about. So thank you. Yeah, <laughs> and you're welcome. And George, do you feel like you know more about Pacific Rim? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, first of all, going in, I said this. I thought it was a Michael Bay movie. I thought it was like just you know lowbrow trash. I had no idea it was created by an Academy Award winning filmmaker. Well, something that people always say about Pacific Rim, which I would have talked about, but we didn't. <laughs> I guess that it is sort line. of a meme, right? Like yeah. it's like people do talk about Pacific Rim. They're always like, but the thing is, it's good. Right, right, right. Okay, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, I wouldn't say it's not good, yeah. but it's just it's kind of, um, well. Well, there is something interesting about a big studio movie clearly meant to be sort of dumb but then made by someone who has more to say do you feel like there was yeah I think there was some there definitely was but I think the overlap is man becomes machine right, 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 you know right. I see I see I, it was cool it was fine <laughs> it was fine okay I love cheese and I love machines <laughs> yeah cheese and the machines well you know you're pointing to the issue with the dairy is that it became problematic the second it was industrialized and like created and, and produced at scale. Exactly. Without machines it would be ethical to eat dairy. You would just have a cow in your back garden exactly. and pull those tits yourself. Thank you. Yeah. Tell you what, and if I was some... making my own cheese. Oh my it god. Would it would be horrible. <laughs> I would be making the worst cheese of all time. I gotta agree that I don't Sam, think, after knowing you a long time, I have to agree. Yeah, I don't think you would be good at making cheese. You would cheese. make some of the worst cheese I've ever heard or smelled. Yeah. And the thing is, I would still eat it. And I'd be like, it's, you know, I don't care. And you'd be convincing everyone, like, it's fine if you don't want it, yeah. but I'm going to have it. I am going to have it because I made the cheese myself. Because I made it. So I'm going to have it. Yeah. It's bad, but I'm going to eat my yeah. cheese. And yeah. you are, will, would be chill about it, but it would ultimately become this thing among your friends where everyone was like, Fucking cheese again. The like, cheese. Sam's like, bringing out the cheese. He doesn't. He doesn't like actually. It's not like he cares. But like, obviously, what is what are you gonna do? Like, everyone go there and no one eat the cheese. Well, it would be like he's like in his thirties. How has he not learned how to make his own cheese yet? Like, yeah. we've all been making our own cheese our whole lives, and he still can't figure yeah, it out. Like, he needs to sit down and think about it. And then you'd be like, whatever. It's all the same. Like, it all you know goes in the same hole, comes out the same hole. Yeah. It's all cheese. Yeah, it's all cheese. Is it all cheese? <laughs> Say that. <laughs> is it all cheese? Is it all cheese? That's that's what I'm asking all of you today. Yeah. Okay. This is a, okay. Here's something insane. Tell me. Let's just see if this tracks. Um, something straight about dairy is that it works to put itself into little boxes. It's like it was milk. It was milk, but now it is cheese. Mm -hmm. And it's not like well, it's yeah. it's more like free form than that. It's yeah. like no, this is cheese now. That's a yogurt. <laughs> yeah, this is a yogurt. If it's thin, it's a yogurt. <laughs> if it gets any thicker, it's a custard. Yes. And this is a cheese. This is a hard. Enough rind. with the labels. Yeah, hard rind. Okay, but yeah, there are those midway points where it's like something is moldy. But then it turns into a mold. Well, we're not cheese. talking about mold today. We mold are is not deeply talking queer. About mold. 
<laughs> wow, I have never been so shut down so quickly. I'm, all these things turn into one another. I mean, it's a very flowy, like, spectrum-y. shut up about mold. George, do you hear yourself? <laughs> We're trying to have a, an intelligent discussion. You're talking about mold. And you're saying mold. it's mold? What? Like, this is in such bad faith. And I've been losing my you mind. You guys know nothing about dairy. <laughs> I've been sitting here losing my mind. <laughs> Kelly got a blowout for this. <laughs> like, Kelly, your nose is yeah, bleeding. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and you're, you're, this is literally basically you standing up at her wedding and being like, I object. You think I wanted to do this? Well, you by the way, I do object because I think her fiance is an asshole. Hey. He's joking. <laughs> <laughs> for the last time, he's joking when he says that. <laughs> it's a bit. He's funny. It's a bit. <laughs> wow. Creme fresh. Let's talk about it. <laughs> how fresh is that crap? <laughs> I mean, how fresh can it be? I got it at the supermarket. It's in plastic. I mean, folks, literally, you guys hear about this stuff? <laughs> you guys hear about this stuff? They're creme doing two fresh. eyebrows, folks, and they're talking about creme fresh. We're saying, how fresh is that creme? Folks, you hear about this creme fresh? I'm, I'm asking how fresh is that creme? How, how fresh could that creme possibly be? Well, my, my friend comes over the other day. He says, I got creme fresh. I said, if your creme's fresh, then what the hell's my creme? Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, these younger people, they don't want you to talk about it. They don't want you to say it. But oh. the creme... I the creme isn't fresh. <laughs> <sighs> wow. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus, where every week I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who were they? What made them so notorious? Why did the internet choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? I'll be talking to internet historians, experts, and yes, the main characters themselves to get a fuller picture. Because I think that even outside individual experiences, a character of the day tells us something about how the internet worked at that time and how the attention economy developed into the freaky three-headed dragon it is today. Together, we probably won't be able to properly log out, but we can take a walk down scary internet memory lane and see one day a little more clearly. Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I almost think we should, like, wrap up. Do our final segment. Oh, shit. Is that, like, toxic? No, I. That's. I. No, it's not toxic at all. It's just, like, 
kind of that time. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> well, Amy, Kelly, our final segment, do you want to uh, explain it just like you did our first segment? Sure. <laughs> hey, everybody, it's me again. <laughs> it's me again. again. <laughs> Once again, um, I'm experiencing high school bullying. <laughs> it takes me back to a place I'd rather forget. High school. <laughs> Don't interrupt her. Hey, 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 listeners! It's it's me again, and I'm here with our last segment. It's um, shout outs. Yeah. <laughs> it's shout outs where we do a TRL style shout out. It can be about anything. I really like, here's a fun fact about me, I really like the music played underneath it. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I hope you guys like this episode before we get into it. I really hope you all feel really good wherever you're sitting, wherever you're, if you're driving, if you're, you know, meditating, if you meditate, mm. you know, because uh-huh. I'm not going to put that on you. Um, but yeah, so I love you and I love you. Okay. Okay, I have one. Okay. What's up, freak losers and perverts? I want to give a huge shout out to Halle Bailey's Part of Your World. Oh my god. I saw The Little Mermaid. My expectations were on the floor. They couldn't be lower. And I am moved. I am getting chills. This girl is so talented. And I am obsessed with her. I watched it three times the other night. First, I watched just the part from the movie. Then I watched the old one. Then I watched the part from the movie again. And then I watched her sing it live at Disney World. And guess what? It's still good. Honey, I want to watch it all the time. It's getting stuck in my head. She can do no wrong. Um, and it's making me listen to Chloe and Hallie all over again. And um, nothing but love to both of them. XOXO, wow. Sam. Wow. You know, I'll do a music one, too. Um, what's up, intellectuals? <laughs> I'm talking in a soft voice to denote being highly educated. And I want to give a shout out to Stephen Sondheim. That's right. As I've mentioned a few times on this podcast, I have discovered musical theater at the ripe age of almost 32. And after a lifetime of, by the way, being so cynical about it, literally thinking less of anyone who has ever been involved in musical theater production or has even sang a show tune at Marie's Crisis. And ultimately, I do still feel that people that are like that are bad. However, (laughs) guess what? I think Stephen Sondheim is the exception that proves the rule. I think he is... I think that it is literally an insult to him that he exists within the community of musical theater because he is so much better than everyone else around him. But at the same time, I actually think it's what works about it because he is playing with sort of this populist form but creating things that are that are so nuanced and so um, and, and and so complex and so interesting. And I think he should pretty much win the Nobel Prize for musical theater posthumously. <laughs> posthumously. <laughs> and I want to give especially a shout out to the 2006 company cast recording in Rola Sparza as Bobby. And also to sort of Googling Bernadette Peters Sondheim and then spending five hours clicking through every possible um, thing that comes up. And also I want to give a shout out to like discovering something late and then not having anyone to talk to about it because all your thoughts about it are so entry level that no one wants to hear them. And so you have to like find some sort of online community with other people who are discovering Stephen Sondheim when they're 32. Woo! Woo! Wow. Wow, that was powerful. That was amazing. Okay, wow. 
Okay, I have one. <clears throat> hey, listeners, what's up? This is Amy. I want to give a special shout out to you guessed it. It's Kelly. She was right in the room with us. And we want to thank you, Kelly, for being here. I think your wedding is going to go off without a hitch. I think you should always stand up tall. I think do whatever you need to do to feel well. You're a conduit for all of us. You are sort of a supra consciousness. We love you, Kelly. And also, I want to give a quick shout out to Aritzia. I just found out what it was. I just found out what it is, and I still don't get the vibe. What do these girls want out of these clothes? I am trying to figure it out every day of my life. What is Aritzia? How do we stop it? Or how do we help it? Is it like mushrooms? Do they help the planet grow and heal or are, is it a destructive force? What is Aritzia about? Shout out to you. Please let me know what it is. Thank you. Wow. What is Aritzia? What is Aritzia? I, I only no know idea. Aritzia as like a punchline of a joke. Yes. That should have been my topic. Yes. But Wait, yes. That would have been a good topic. Don't let anyone do it. Okay, okay we won't. Dairy, we'll have you back. machines, and Aritzia. And Aritzia. Maybe that's the, that's the title right there. Okay, but what it, actually what what well, is, there's like no time, but, I, well, but let's I, do it quickly. Okay, okay, quickly in like thirty seconds. What is or what are? I the, don't know. Okay. <laughs> Episode done. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Wow. Well, okay. Thank you, Amy. Thank what you, a blast. Thank you. And thank you, Kelly. And thanks, and thank Kelly. You, Kelly. Bye. Bye. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.